Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Kirsty Farija from Feels Like Home Professional Organisers. And I'm Amy Ravel from Simply Organised. We can't wait to share with you all our tips and tricks to help you declutter and keep your home and family organised. If you'd like to engage with the podcast further, you can find us at The Art of Decluttering on Facebook. Let's get started. Today we'll be talking about decluttering and organising your kitchen. But before we get into talking about our kitchens, we just wanted to say thank you. Oh, we are so blown away by the response of the art of decluttering. We cannot believe how many people are listening to us every week. We are so humbled. Like we thought that, yeah, maybe a few people would listen to us. And we have just been completely blown away by how many of you are coming back week after week, leaving us reviews on iTunes, leaving us reviews on our Facebook page and encouraging us that we are helping you to transform your lives. Like that just blows our minds. Hey, Aim. It is crazy. And last night I jumped on and saw that 40,000 people, 40,000 downloads in the last seven weeks. Seven weeks. That is crazy. So thank you. And we really, we love the interaction. We love hearing from you things you'd love to hear us talk about. And we're getting like photos every day, texting and messaging on Facebook, just showing us how you're actually doing it. Like what we're providing you is practical and shows you exactly what to do, which makes us humbled, blown away and really excited about all the new episodes that are coming up. So we have just been on Sunrise. That's why we're together again. (laughs) We were, Amy flew up from Melbourne last night and we went on Sunrise this morning. So it is, what day is it today? Saturday the 26th. 
of I don't even know the month. August, August. 2017, just in case you're listening to this from in years to come. <laughs> and so we got to go on with Monique and Andrew O'Keefe on morning's uh, weekend sunrise and got to speak to them about our podcast. Yeah. Which is amazing. So crazy. But what, as Amy said before, what blows us away most is that you have been inspired by what we have to say that you love the tips and tricks that we give you and not only the tips and tricks on how to declutter but really digging deep and understanding your why why you've kept your house cluttered or why that space has been so hard for you so we'd love to quickly do a shout out to one reviewer that left us a review on itunes and so amy's gonna read it so this um the review was titled stress-free by Sambo Chick. So, Chicky. Chicky, I think it is. So, if this is you, Sambo Chicky, thank you. The review reads, The more untidy the house gets, the more tension I feel. I'm so grateful for these wise and helpful hints and suggestions that don't just fix an issue for a moment, but can change habits and give a permanent solution to clutter and stress. So, I think you captured in just a couple of sentences the essence of why Kirst and I come and share our time and give you guys this podcast for free is because we love that we're giving you the habits that can create permanent solutions. That's what it's all about. Amy and I get on the phone to each other several times a day. Every time we get a review like that, whether it be on Facebook or iTunes, and we like sit on the phone and cry because we are just blown away and humbled that what we have to offer is actually helping you. So thank you so much. We are so encouraged and inspired by you, the listener, for um, the feedback that you give us. Absolutely. So that's enough about us. Let's get on to talking about kitchen. That's right, because you've inspired us not to just have a love fest, but to actually go and create more content for you that is practical and awesome. So that thank you. That's we're going to give that back to you in these podcasts with more and more goodness. Speaking of which, Amy, just before we go on to the kitchen, yes, do you want to let the listeners in on what's coming up with us soon? Yes, just a teaser. A little teaser is very very soon. You will have the opportunity to hear from us more than just once a week. You will have the opportunity to join a community of declutterers. The Art of Decluttering will very soon be going into an online course designed just for you. Yes, so if you are keen to find out more about that course, it will be mostly focused on the mindset, but heaps of tips and tricks about mindset and how you can overcome your blocks that are stopping you from decluttering. And we cannot wait to share more of that in the coming weeks. So keep your ears peeled keep your eyes on Facebook looking for promos on this so but if you do want to hear more about it then just send us a PM and we'll with your email address and we'll get you on our um, list brilliant that is just going to be so exciting (laughs) so Amy has just discovered that she says so exciting three or four times a podcast so (laughs) she is trying to monitor herself and trying to change her habits and trying to change her mindset around coming up with different phrases that mean the same thing. It's so exciting. I'm a very excitable person. <laughs> and I'm excited about our kitchens. Kitchens, 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 Amy. What 
wisdom can you bring to this topic for us today? I really enjoy decluttering kitchens because the time saved in an organized kitchen is multiplied by every meal that you eat in there. So we're in our kitchens constantly. I've got two very hungry boys and we are really in our kitchens all the time. The fridge is open all the time, crockery and cutlery and the dishwasher's on and their dishes being washed and put away and food being prepared, what feels like constantly. Is it the same in your house? Yeah, definitely. We're in there for good many hours every day and I am presuming that's the same for most of you listening. When you go into people's homes, Amy, what do you start with when they're feeling overwhelmed and cluttered in their kitchen? Great question. The first thing I would always do is go in and we scope the kitchen out. So I open up every cupboard, every drawer, all the overheads and have a look at the kind of configuration that people have in their kitchens because some people have lots of drawers, others have cupboards. Uh, We had someone this week put on our Facebook page, could we please talk about the corner cupboard and what do we do in, in the lost vortex that corner cupboards can become? So we will address that and talk about that a bit later on. So the first thing I do is always just kind of scope out what we're working with, what the kind of storage solutions are. And then we go category by category. And so it would be, for instance, I would usually start with something simple like dinner plates and the dinner crockery. So we would pull out onto the kitchen bench or onto the kitchen table, every single plate, bowl, side dish, soup bowl, pasta bowl that you own. Yes, no matter where it is in the kitchen. Clean or dirty. And yeah, exactly. And whether or not you keep your good crockery in one cupboard and your everyday crockery in another, like get it all out so that you can see all of it. And that goes for everything in the house. Like you need to see visually everything of that one category because otherwise you forget, you know, for instance, I don't know, this is a bit off topic from kitchens, but for instance, with clothes, you know, if you've got them in different bedrooms, you're like, oh yeah, no, I've organized all my evening wear in my walk-in wardrobe, but uh-huh, you've got some in the spare bedroom that you forgot about. So I think that's the same for the kitchens. Do you find that with people that you work with? Definitely. And so I think the good crockery and the everyday crockery is a great one to remember. So pull it all out and then we do a stock take. We pile them into their sets and actually see what's there. And so that you actually can see the quantity that we have because it is almost guaranteeably more than you thought you had. Guaranteeably. This is the the podcast where you learn how to use the English language really good. (laughs) (laughs) Guaranteeably more than you thought. But also by categorizing it with the different brands means that you can see if you've got what I call crockery orphans. I love that term. I love it. (laughs) So the crockery orphan is the plate that's remaining from a set that you had that all the others have broken and you have just the one left. And it's the same for glasses and mugs. If you've got just the one from the set, it's your orphan. So what's really good with the orphans that you have is that you can say goodbye to them because they're left there. They don't have any little friends that they can be packed away with. And really the chances of you using your orphan is quite low, particularly when you've got a beautiful set that you would normally keep. So I would go through, decide how many settings do you want to keep for your family? So Kirsty, for your everyday dinner set, how many settings do you have for that? We probably have, oh, that's an excellent question, Amy. You're not sure? No, I think we have about 10. Okay, and I've got 12. So that's fairly standard. Yeah. So we both are family of four and you definitely want 
more than that if you're a hospitable family and you love enter- love entertaining and having friends over. You don't want to have to always have to use your good crockery, although I would suggest that maybe you don't need good crockery set that you got from your wedding that you never, ever use, that we are both looking at each other because we both still have it. I got the most beautiful crockery set for our wedding. Have you actually, used it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, We use it quite a lot. Okay. So if That's we have different. anyone over for dinner, we use it. Um, the reason we don't use it every day is you can't put it in the dishwasher because yes. it's silver plated. Yes. And you can't put it in the microwave when someone's food's cold or uh, you want to reheat something. Yeah, so that's fine if you actually use it. But I know we have used our good set maybe twice. So here's something that um, is interesting with our good set is it came with dinner plates, it came with salad pasta bowls, dinner plates, but it also came with teacups and saucers. So what we did only a couple of years ago is we got rid of the teacups and saucers. Because even though it's a set, I would never, ever use the teacups and saucers. They're just not my thing. And they're little. They're tiny. And, like, everybody uses mugs no. these days. And my mugs are beautiful. Like, I'm really careful with the mugs I buy. So we got rid of the part that we didn't use. And I think sometimes you need permission to do that. If you buy a set and you don't like the type of bowl, it's okay to send those brand new bowls to the op shop because somebody else will use them and love them. So, Kirstie, that's how we would go through the crockery. If you were in a person's home, what would be the next thing you would do? Utensil drawer is one one of my favourites because that's so easy to get quick runs on the board. So easy because you empty it out and you go, how many spatulas do you need? How many ladles do you need? How many wooden spoons do you need? Because most people have even more than one drawer of utensils or they have jug jar on the bench that holds utensils next to their saucepans on um, next to their hot plates i can't talk today i'm so excited using amy's words <laughs> uh so i find utensil drawers really easy to really start questioning how much you actually need and so yeah I would ask listeners to think about how many wooden spoons do you actually need how many I for instance at the most I think that if you've got four burners five four or five burners on your stove you don't need any more than five wooden spoons and I would actually argue that you need a whole lot less than that that's a great way to think of it yes how many wooden spoons can you actually use at one time even if you've got all five hot plates going at once which I admittedly have never done but I'm no chef. And I think some days if I'm having a bit of a cook-up and I've got a pot of soup boiling away and I've got like muffins in the oven and I'm making some patties, yes, you use all, them all, but it's really not that hard to quickly wash one in between using it on something else. So don't let that once a month, once a season cook-up day be the reason that your utensil drawer is really cluttered and overflowing. We're talking about decluttering at the moment, but I just wanted to quickly move on to the utensils drawer organizing of it what I found find really helpful is when you've decluttered all of the excess is to have containers in that utensil drawer so that you know when you open up your utensil drawer and everything shut goes flying back and forth in the drawer and side to side I love having containers in there that stop that and make it really easy to go okay that's where the wooden spoons go and that is where the spatulas go and that is where the Knives go, for instance. Excellent advice. So, I love containers for easy, you easily identify where things go as well. It makes it really easy for kids to unpack the dishwasher. Really, really easy because That's they can excellent. open a drawer and see exactly where it goes without 
questioning without needing your help, without going, oh, this is too hard, I hate doing this, which you're never going to stop, let's be honest. We can't stop our kids doing that, but we make can make it, easier. it easy for them. And it's a natural limit. If you've got an area where your wooden spoons goes, if it's overflowing and crazy, that's a fairly good indication it's time for you to declutter your wooden spoons. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So next thing I wanted to talk about, Kirstie, and I'd love to hear what your experience is on this. I find that when I go into clients' kitchens, at the back of cupboards is so often the novelty appliances. Mm. So I've, I think, let's have a think about mm. the types of things we've found. I found pie makers. Waffle irons. Uh, slushy machines. Popcorn machines. Ice cream maker. Jaffle iron. Profit, what are the, no, I was going to say profiterole. That's not, what are those um, yeah. Dutch... Pancakes Dutch called? pancakes. Those? Can't say it because it's in Dutch. <laughs> Donut makers. Yeah. Grinders, crushers, swoodgers, swadgers. <laughs> there are so many appliances for everything and they're not expensive. So sometimes kids will get them for Christmas or birthdays because it is that novelty thing. Yes, and I was speaking to my girlfriend the other day and she was saying that her friend actually gives her daughter's those things because they then feel a sense of ownership and possession over it and it makes it really hard for him her my friend to declutter it because they go oh it's mine you can't get rid of it and the trick is with those kind of things you might use it a couple of times you might make pies from scratch several times but once that pie maker gets pushed to the back of the cupboard it's a fairly good indicator that maybe you're not going to be the pie making kind of kind of person and maybe that's why they're called novelty items because <laughs> the novelty wears off and once the novelty is worn off you have our permission to talk to whoever it is who owns it and send it off to your local op shop for somebody else to use it yes let that thing go and i have um I have a public announcement to make. 
<laughs> I would like, if you are a Thermomix owner, now I'd like you to raise your right hand and repeat after me. I am a committed Thermomix owner. If my Thermomix does something that I have another appliance that does the same, I will declutter the superfluous appliances in my home and let my Thermomix serve me the way it was made to. Excellent, Amy. <laughs> Get your Elsa on, peeps. Get let your it Elsa go. on. <laughs> Yeah, so get rid of the blender, get rid of the rice cooker, get rid of everything else that the Thermomix does and use your Thermomix. You've dropped 2K or more on that thing. That's right. Use it. Use, use it, it for scales. It, do use everything. It for everything. Use it to whip your cream, use it to make your eggs, use it to bake your cakes, use it to steam. Everything. Get rid of your steamer, get rid of everything. You've got it, use it. And the beauty of the Thermomix is that it does so many functions well, and I say this as a non-Thermomix user, and Kirsty's not a Thermomix user either, but most of my clients are. You can let go of all the other things and just allow it to be what it is in your home. Yes. Public service announcement over and out. As we always say, honour the things that you are keeping, give them a place of honour. So give the Thermomix a place of honour in your kitchen by being the only appliance for that is used for the multi-purposes that it's used for. So this week on our Facebook page, the beautiful Lauren asked us to deal with corner cupboards. (laughs) Corner cupboards, the bane of all kitchens. They're a useless waste of space. Waste of space. If if you're designing a kitchen, don't Don't put a corner cupboard in. Just don't do it. But if you have a corner cupboard like I do, do you have one, Kirsty? No, we do not because we designed our kitchen. See? Very smart. We did not design our kitchen. We are designing a kitchen at the moment and it doesn't have corner cupboards. But currently we do have one. I see them in kitchens all the time. So we're going to give you our best tips and tricks about how to use that space well without necessarily having to spend eight dollars $900 on getting one of those Fandango Lazy open the cupboard and everything comes out. Things. If you can afford it, those things will use your space well. Yes. So if that, yes, do that if you can afford it. Because you will then get back all that space by having that. There are ones that spin around. There are others that as you open the door, the whole drawer, like the whole corner cupboard comes out into an area where you can reach everything. So that is totally the best way to use that space. Kirsty, give me some tips how you've used that space for other people. Well, as always, we declutter it because normally you will find in the back of that corner things that you never use because you can never get to it. It's too or hard. Or it's too frustrating. You have to get down on your hands and knees and climb right into that and cupboard. And it's dark. Yeah, and dusty, usually. So, declutter it, and I am sure you will find things that you no longer need. Or, if you absolutely love it, give it a place of honour that's not in the back of the corner cupboard so that you can easily get to it. So, hopefully, that will save you actually even needing to use that back cupboard, because then you can just use the two shelves, the two corners that aren't that Connected at the back. The parts that are at the front where you can get to very easily. So if you don't have enough space in your kitchen cupboards that you actually need to use that space, if you've still got leftover products that need to go back in there, I would definitely recommend using, putting back in there the very seldom used things like platters, like serving bowls, like or your crockery set that mm. you did get for your wedding 
or that you, you know, is an heirloom, things that aren't regularly used because we want to put regularly used items as close to the front as possible in our cupboard. Recently for a client, I used the back of their corner cupboard for bakeware. Now it wasn't bakeware that they use all the time. It was novelty bakeware. So shapes, cutters, nozzles for their piping bag, all those kind of things for pastries. And we put them in a big container. So all she had to do was move the saucepans were at the front, take out a saucepan, and then the whole container could come out. So she didn't have to ever fish around at the back, but things that she wasn't using as regularly were still relatively accessible when she was ready to use them. Excellent. So here's a tip for across the kitchen, pantry, kitchen cupboards, everything. You should only need to move two items to get to what you want to. Well, actually, like that, the item that you get to should be that second item. Correct. So move in that corner cupboard, you move one saucepan to be able to get to that box of baking goods. One, one move, it should take two moves to get what you need in anywhere in your kitchen, actually anywhere in your house, bathroom cupboards, laundry cupboards, everything, two moves, move the item in front, get to the item that you need. That's fantastic. Items at the front should be the most used items. That's my tip. That's my goal for today. That's excellent. That's really good. When you're in your kitchen, something that often is difficult to place is things like a strainer, a grater, those kind of things that are kind of an odd shape, but you do actually use them relatively regularly. So I'd be interested, Kirsty, have you got kind of a trick for that? Or what would you say to people if they've, what do I do with my strainer? I use it almost every day. Is it okay to pile things inside of each other in the kitchen? Or is that a bit of an organizing no-no? It is not a no-no. Piling is good, but again, two items at the most. Don't ever pile saucepan upon saucepan upon saucepan. Unless you have those big deep drawers in your cupboard and you, the bottom saucepan is your absolutely least used saucepan. So what we do with our colander is we tip it upside down so that the big rim is sitting on top of a saucepan lid. The big rim? Yeah. So, so you've got the dome that comes out over the top? Yes. Right. Because then it will balance on top of the saucepan lid that it's sitting on. No Instead of like sitting up and always falling over and always getting in your way for other things. So we tip the colander up and put it on top of the saucepan lid. Again, I'm using my hands here and Amy's like... No, I can see. It's on top of the lid. I was picturing it just balancing on top of the rim. No. You went on top of the lid. That's really clever. Yes. That's really clever. Ours sits in in another bowl. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, well, we put ours on top of a saucepan that is not very much used. Brilliant. And then you've gone with your rule, two moves. Yes. I think this two-move rule that Kirst has just come up with is brilliant. I didn't come up with it. Oh. And I've been using it for years, and I'm like gobsmacked that you don't do this. Never heard of it. Really? Never, ever heard of it, but I love it. I mean, I think I probably instinctively do, do it. it. Yes. But I've never thought about it as a two-step process excellent see even i'm learning things today on the art of decluttering podcast yeah we learn things from each other all the time that's brilliant kirsty thank you (laughs) and with our grater we put that at the front of a cupboard that is not very much used so the only time we really go into that cupboard Actually, look, I lie. I've just realized where it is. It's a very often used cupboard, but the shelf that it's on 
is not very often used. So it is the first thing that you see and the first thing that you grab because we That's use brilliant. it like several times a week. Yeah, exactly. Ours is exactly the same. It sits in front of our platters. So the platters, yes, we use and I bake at least once a week and so the platters are coming out. But the grater is so easy to pick up and grab from the front. And then when I need the platters, it's a two-handed move. Grater out, platter out. Do you know, I think that, does Cal really love cooking? No. Oh, okay. I was going to say, Simon loves cooking. Really? Yeah. But I like baking. I do like baking. It's a bit, I don't know, it's a little bit homely of me because I'm not a particularly homely, I don't like cooking and... But I, baking just makes me feel like I'm kicking goals in life. You feel like you're a mum when you're baking? <laughs> Possibly. You're faking it's it like, until you make it's it. It's like a break from like the business world and a break from working and it's, that smells and I just feel so earthy when I bake. Hmm. It's beautiful. Because Simon is a chef in our house. Like he can go into the cupboard and just go, like we can go, what are we having for dinner tonight? Like things have gone pear-shaped in our day or you know, what have you. And Simon can go, let me see what's in the fridge. Let me see what's in the freezer. Let me see what's in the cupboard. Done. Master chef. Oh, I'm so jealous that his brain works like that. Yeah. I look in the cupboard and I go, I can only see rice. I'm going to have boiled rice for dinner. (laughs) Gourmet boiled rice. (laughs) (laughs) Cracked pepper. But we'll have a lovely dessert to go with it because I do enjoy baking. You guys make a good team. Yes, we are a good team. He is amazing. He does the lion's share of our work in our house. Like he What a is, legend. Yeah, Cal's the same too, isn't he? He does. We are very blessed to have partners who are loving and kind and think that it's part of their role as a father and as a husband to serve us well because we are working mums as well. Next topic, Amy, what are we going to talk about? What's another category that we can give tips on? Well, I think it'd be good to talk about saucepans and frying pans and the different options. You've got a kitchen that you designed, so you obviously were able to pre-know what you wanted to keep in it. And I've inherited a kitchen in a home I bought. So it'd be great to talk about that from both perspectives and how do you work in a space and how if when you've inherited it and how do you design a space to really work around the hardware that you're going to be using. Yes, so in, I know that it's really popular to have drawers in kitchens at the moment I love drawers and kitchens yes and I know that you're a huge fan of that and I'm like coming around to the idea and I totally see that it works for other people but when Simon and I were designing our kitchen we decided not to because we like the exercise of squatting and bending down and getting into our cupboards so we had no problems with designing cupboards Um, instead of drawers in our kitchen but what we did do is we put an extra shelf so our walk-in pantry is obviously in our kitchen but it's an extension of our kitchen bench albeit it's got a wall in between it so we put in our walk-in pantry I think we may have mentioned this in the pantry I don't know if we did or not we've got a bench all the way around but we decided to put a bench or a shelf underneath that bench and we, that's where we store our saucepans. Oh, excellent. So they're not in the kitchen proper. They're in your walk-in pantry. Yes. And they're all visible and you like... You can just grab them. Though, yeah, we just you? grab. We don't have to open a cupboard. We don't have to open a drawer. We just go in and grab. That's fantastic. Yes. So I love that you've got that second shelf that doesn't even have cupboard doors on it. No. Oh, Kirsty, that is brilliant. Is that your dream kitchen? That is really good. Yeah. And because it's in the pantry, 
So we can close the door, so it doesn't That's have right. to be an eyesore, but it's not an eyesore, it's a kitchen. People are used to seeing that type of stuff in kitchens and pantries. Surprise, surprise, there's saucepans in the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. So in our house, we've got the corner cupboard is our pots and pans cupboard, mm. and so we do have to stack them too deep. We don't keep our saucepans with their lids on in the cupboard. Purely from a space perspective, we just don't have the space to pile them fully on top of each other. They have to be nested. And so that's how we keep them. We're pretty careful to not keep too many though. So we've got four pots, two frying pans. So one big, one smaller, and then a girdle. Is that, are they called girdles? Griddle. Griddle. Girdle is what you wear around yourself. We... And a griddle is what you use in the kitchen, baby. <laughs> uh, here, listeners, here's our blooper reel for you right in the That's middle right. of the podcast. It's a live blooper reel where Amy can't remember the name of her. Can you tell that I'm not really the chefy type? <laughs> so we have one of those frying pans with the <laughs> grooves, whatever those are called. And a wok. So that's the entirety of our pots and pan collection. And they do sit in that corner cupboard. And I will be the first to admit it can be a real pain sometimes in corner cupboards to find them in there. But it's easier to keep the large items in there than I think it would be if I had, for instance, my plastics in a corner cupboard. Oh, plastics in a corner cupboard. No, no. No man's land. Yeah, plastics are a no man's land. When it comes to plastics, my big tip is to, where possible, keep them in drawers. And if you don't have drawers, keep them within containers. Because you've got two components to most plastic items, a base and a lid. And if those are not within the same area as each other, you're just not going to use them because it's just too hard to find them otherwise. So I personally store all my plastics with their lids on and I stack them like with like. And I can access straight away any of my plastics that I need and they're all perfectly organized in a drawer. We have cupboards, as I've just mentioned. So how do you do plastics in a cupboard then? So we use some of the plastics as the containers. Excellent, that's what I agree with. Yeah, so we nest all of the plastics, all of the containers together and Again, like with like. So the bigger ones are the containers and then we put all the same small ones together and stack them up in those containers. Brilliant. And then we have another one of the containers that holds all the lids. And they're side by side. So we they're not together like you have them, but we it's very easy to find the lid. Because the lids are all together. Yes, the lids are all together. Because there is nothing worse than finding the container and never finding the lid for it. I am absolutely dumbfounded sometimes with the amount of plastics that we throw out when I do a person's kitchen Mm. simply because we can't find the lids or the bases and we don't have sets and so the best way to save money in your plastics is to have them where you can access them and use them both together another trick that I have for your plastics is to buy the same brand of containers Mm. for your plastics there's several reasons this is a really good idea the first is because it stacks in your cupboards in your fridge they stack on top of each other and, and it's really easy the other is if you crack the bottom on one and the top on another you don't have to throw out two different sets you can actually just mix and match excellent which makes sense if you want to save money and save space in your kitchen another thing that i find in people's kitchens is school lunch boxes and water bottles excellent amy do a lot of people that you work with have lots of lunch boxes school lunch boxes and lots of water bottles they absolutely do that's a category that i pull out separate to plastics so when we're pulling out plastics we're talking about containers that you would put carrot sticks once they're cut where you would put leftovers and things like that where you would go to the park and put some crackers and cheese in for the kids to have a snack and then i would pull out your 
lunch boxes, including your insulated lunch bags and your drink bottles separately. And then we just kind of look at it and say, well, how many do you actually need? This is what you need. Yes. In my opinion, is a lunchbox per child and an insulated bag per child if you use insulated bags. I have a qualifier on that. Go for it. Depends how good your kid is at losing their lunchboxes. All right. My children have never lost the lunchbox. How do you lose a lunchbox? Oh, my goodness. Come and meet my children. Come and meet my friend's children. Come to our school. Come to our school. Losing your lunchbox. Yeah. And so it's very frustrating if you only have one lunchbox. Very cool. So they may not completely lose it. They just may not bring it home from school. So then if you don't have an alternative, what are they going to go to school with tomorrow? That's uh, really good to think about because I've I've never had a child lose a lunchbox. <laughs> Welcome to the rest of us, Amy. <laughs> Welcome to the real world, Amy. So there you go. The qualifier is why don't you have a backup lunchbox? Yes. Yeah, so just two. I'm not saying you need five That's or right. seven or 10 but just have an alternative now that can be the plastics containers think outside the square it doesn't need to be a duplicate of the one thing yes it can be another thing but for those of us who have children who leave their lunch boxes at school or lose them all together have a backup with drink bottles though go through your drink bottles and again maybe have one backup but I would say have one backup for the whole family like you do not need if you're a family of five you do not need 20 bottles I have a qualifier for that one Kirsty. <laughs> <laughs> so we're a family of four And we all have a drink bottle that is for home. So I have one at my desk, my husband has one at his desk, and each child has one next to their bed. And that's a drink bottle that then doesn't go out. So it's a drink bottle with a flip lid, and I don't take flip lids out of my house because I hate it when they leak. Mm-hmm. And so that is our home drink bottle and they get washed fairly regularly. And then we have drink bottles that we take out when we go out. So we all have exactly the same style, different colours. We're that family and they have a screw top lid. They're pretty small. They're about 500 mil. And we take them to basketball, to the shops, to the park. Wherever we're going, those drink bottles come. So for us, there's two. And the ones that are our take out basketball and go everywhere with us are also the children's school drink bottles. And mine is also my work drink bottle okay so we've got one for home and one that we go out and I use. love it that we're opposites you have one <laughs> one lunchbox one lunchbox and multiple drink bottles, bottles. We have the opposite. We have two lunch boxes and only one water bottle. And this really shows you that families who are very similar, we live very similar lives with four of us, similar home life balance can have different rules. Like there's not one blanket thing that we ever want you to feel like, oh you have to be like us. We're telling you our experience and you take the principles and you take the vision you have for your home and you make this beautiful creation that works for you and your family. Yes, your unique family. Perfect, Amy. Love it. I'm sure that we have missed lots that you would love to know about your kitchen. So please hop in the comments up you know, on Facebook or let us know however you want us to let us know what else we have missed in kitchens. And we will be sure to do another podcast on kitchens. So have no fear, peeps. (laughs) Have no fear. There is more goodness to come. And it's always, please let us know if there's anything you'd like us to cover. We read every single message that comes through because we love you guys and you're part of our family. Yay. Team out of decluttering. Thank you guys. And, um, As we said, if you haven't yet watched our interview on Weekend Sunrise on our Facebook page, jump on and have a look at that. 
And as we also said, our sneaky little course coming up in the next few weeks. So keep your ear to the ground for that also. Thank you so much for your time. We do not take it lightly that you have spent this half an hour with us. We feel so honored that you have taken time to do the gym with us, do your dishes with us, go to school with us. Like we just feel so honored that we can be part of your lives. So thank you also for being part of our lives. You are awesome. You can totally do it. And thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, do a girlfriend a favor and share this episode so she too can learn the art of decluttering. You can find me, Amy, over at simplyorganized.net or on Facebook at simplyorganized.co. You can find me, Kirsty, over at feelslikehome.net.au or on Facebook as feelslikehomepo. Don't forget, you can see the show notes in your podcast app. So if there's anything you want more information on, then check it out there. If you love what you hear, we would really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes and you can always subscribe to us. We hope you've enjoyed listening and that you've learned some great tips and tricks to help you declutter and keep your home organized. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 